Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Have you ever had a miracle involving an angel in it somehow? If you have, or if you've ever wanted to have one, our topic for today might be of interest to you. It is Miracles with Angels. Well, first of all, wouldn't it be a miracle just to encounter an angel in some way? It would be for most of us, right? Being greeted by some angel isn't usually like waking up every morning and being greeted by your partner or kids or someone in your household, is it? Or could it be like that for some people? Oh, good morning, angel. What's on my agenda for today? Or anything I should look out for today? A potential car wreck? A pandemic? Economic (laughs) collapse? Is it going to rain today? Shall I take my umbrella? Why is it that some people seem to have angels guiding them for most of their lifetime, whereas others seem to never have even encountered an angel? And what kind of miracles do angels have a hand or wing in when we experience them? Well, I've had quite a few angel-related miracles in my life so far, yet I have to often think of which of the miracles I've experienced involved angels. Actual angels. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) oh. (laughs) To me... Um, angels are around each of us all the time. So what makes it seem like some people have more angel encounters than others and that many people don't have any angels in their lives and that angels are not involved uh, in their lives or more so in others' lives? Everyone has angels around them assisting them throughout their lifetimes. But a lot fewer of the people are consciously aware of the angels that are around them or helping them. Some people even consciously strive to believe in the non-existence of angels. It's like watching little kids pulling the bed covers over their heads just to make something or someone disappear. <laughs> You're not there anymore because I don't I cover my eyes kind of a thing. Well, just because you put blinders on doesn't mean that the people right in front of you disappeared or went away, right? But many people do that all of the time with what they're afraid of or not willing to see. It could be physical people, things or situations, but even more so, it's a psychic one. So many people are afraid that if they see or somehow experience the presence or existence of a being that is not human flesh and bones and who seem beyond their understanding and control, they wouldn't survive. 
most people feel they need to have some degree of control over what happens in their lives and have some control over what they believe is real or not real. It's essentially the same thing that limits people from experiencing any kind of miracle unless push comes to shove for them. That limits them from experiencing angels. It's partly the fear of losing control over what happens. One of the meanings of Jesus' teaching that we have to come as little children if we are to enter into the kingdom of heaven is that children approach new experiences in life as a fun adventure rather than demanding to have intellectual or physical control over everything. Until they get hurt enough and not learn to get past the trauma, they're usually like, hey, what's new over there across the bridge or under this rock that we haven't explored yet? They're much more trusting of life that life supports them because they haven't experienced anything to counter that yet. Adults who haven't gotten through their various traumas in early life tend to be so much more guarded against possibly being hurt again. They're decided that it's safer to hold on to what they already know rather than risk discovering something brand new. If you've not experienced angels before in your life, is it safe to experience them now? Yes. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. <laughs> What's going to happen to you if you do? At the very least, your view of reality will have to expand to include angels and everything that they represent, such as spirit or God or even unconditional love or certainty in truth. All very Scary stuff, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) If you're needing to have personal control over what might or might not happen to you, what you might experience. So, Raphael, what experience do you associate in your, you know, earlier part of your life that first gave you any inkling of an angel involved in in your life? And would you consider that experience a kind of angel miracle. Well, I think any experience with an angel is a miracle. I'm going to start that way because just working with angels is miraculous and starts to change the pitch of our lives. Well, in my early life, I came from a Christian family and I was taught about angels on our on the shoulders. So on one shoulder, I believe it was the left shoulder was the bad angel or the demon (laughs) or the devil or whatever. And on the right shoulder was the angel. And I was supposed to always listen to the angel on the right side. So what I learned was in my early teaching was a good angel on, on the shoulder would guard or protect me and guide me. And then the bad angel on the other shoulder would uh, guide me towards wrong. Well, I always felt I had that guardian angel, wings and all, who helped me many, many times. But I realized that bad angel I got told about did not really exist in the sense that the other angel did, the good angel. The nasty angel I discovered early in life was really my own ideas and thoughts 
going towards negativity, mischief, not doing the right thing, etc., which even as a little kid, I didn't like. But the good angel or guardian angel I knew and felt was around me was actually outside of me. It was like a radiant, loving person standing next to me all the time, and I was actually aware of it. It felt and still to this day feels natural, even if some might consider it a miracle um, that this could even be. And as I became an adult, especially from teenage times on, um, walking on the streets, as an example, working with an angel, walking on the street meaning, you know, walking from one place to another. I didn't do the other kind of walking on the streets. Um, (laughs) but sometimes you end up, uh, when you're walking around, especially at night, you end up on a dark street that's sort of uncomfortable. And I would always, always call my angel in and I always felt the guardian's light around me. And it was only the one time, um, in my life that I didn't call an angel in when I was in deep trouble walking on a street one night that I did get into trouble. Uh-huh. But I did hear a story one time. Um, it was on some TV show. I wish I could remember what it was. It was a story of a woman who did the same thing. She called her guardian angel in when she was walking on a dark street and she was on a particular in a particularly bad neighborhood that had a rapist loose and she didn't know. And she walked and got home Um, But there was a a police officer in the area watching the guy that they suspected was the rapist. Ah. And um, they finally did catch him uh, attacking someone else and got him in jail. And on the interview, the police officer said, why this woman and not that woman that Mm. walked by? Because Mm -hmm. he was watching. Mm -hmm. And the criminal said, well... The first woman that you described, she had a big, tall man walking with her. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So that made me feel really good about all the times I called in an angel Mm -hmm. when when I felt uncomfortable um, on a street. And sometimes what an angel will do is tell you, don't walk on this street. Mm -hmm. Wait a while or something like that. So that's that's a little bit of my start with angels. Yeah, that's that's really great because, you know. Isn't that interesting that the the rapist guy, potential rapist guy, saw the angel, even though the police officer didn't. didn't. Yeah. yeah, but that was a that was a great question that the police officer asked. Mm-hmm. You know, why did you pick this person over the other person on the same street, same night, same time? And it, it was a very clear answer. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and you know, who knows? If that other woman realized she had protection uh, and all of that. Well, she did because she was contacted later. And oh, she, she said, was. She said she called in an angel because oh, she was very okay. afraid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? And so angels respond. That's my experience. They, they respond all the time. And I have to say that most of my miracle experiences in life have been associated with angels at least in some way some were more directly in relationship to an angel showing up for example each time I experienced physically dying it was an angel that took me up so to speak as well as 
brought me back down to earth. <laughs> I always had some kind of an angel escort service. Each part of those experiences were miraculous. All the different aspects of each of those experiences were miraculous, and including the angel part. And some of them, the angels were central to my experience. Whereas in others of those experiences, the angel or angels were definitely involved, but more in the background. And that's one of the other things that happens where people don't notice angels much is most of the time they're working in the background. They, they don't, you know, it's not like going to the karaoke bar and they grab the microphone and say, hey, let me do the singing now. <laughs> <laughs> Only sometimes if you don't pay attention to them, they might come and go, hey, <laughs> Buster, you better listen. <laughs> well, when I was in the ER, when I was having, uh, still having my first heart attack, there were several angels working very closely with the doctor, nurses, and every other medical personnel that was tending to me. The whole ER room that I was in, I was the only patient in that particular room, um, was filled with angels. Angels and healing guides and, uh, you know, my spirit guides. It was just so spirit-filled. It was amazing. And then, of course, there were a couple of angels working directly with me, and my whole experience there was being completely in God's hands. I had total certainty that no matter what happened, nothing can go wrong. That's a completely different experience than when we might feel like as long as we survive or as long as we have a certain outcome in something, everything will be all right. No, my experience with all those angels and just spirit was that whether I died right there or lived to tell the tale or anything else, I was completely, completely all right. The both andness, all inclusiveness of spirit was so powerful that the either orness <laughs> or the divisiveness of the ego wasn't there. I wasn't joking around and laughing with the doctor at that time because I was trying to keep myself in a positive space. No, I was joking and laughing because I couldn't help it. It was so joyful. And I, uh, I was laughing because there's nothing to be worried about and everything to celebrate and enjoy. I was celebrating life when According to everybody else, I was in a life or death situation. I know the angels, spirit guides, healing masters, and the Holy Spirit directly played a huge part in my experience. Because after I got out of the second hospital, after my various procedures and treatments, I had to experience all the mental, emotional, and psychic ups and downs of the aftermath of the physical trauma, recovery, and healing. That's one of the aspects of profound healing and miracles is that there follows a big release and a kind of psychic detoxing after the high and the healing of the miracle. 
That part you have to learn to deal with. Angels won't live your life experience for you or learn your lessons for you. They don't need to, (laughs) and they can't. You're the one who has to go through all that. They are there to help you have the courage and awareness to be able to go through with what you chose to experience and learn. It's no wonder why so many people throughout history have reported their encounter with angels with the angel saying, fear not. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a lot to do with giving you courage. That's absolutely correct. Well, we're at our first break already, and we wanted to remind you that during these challenging times around the world, and boy, for some of you, I know they are challenging, it's more important than ever to turn inward to your inner spiritual guidance, including your angels, by the way. That's why we've continued to teach our ongoing teleclass series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. The next teleclass will be Your Clear Audience. Knock, knock, who's there? That's being able to hear spirit, by the way. It'll be on Saturday, April 25th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time. You'll learn about your psychic ability to hear your angels, spirit guides, and spirit friends on the other side. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you expand your range of communication to include those who are not in physical form. You can find all the details on our website, michaeltamora.com, and you can call our office and talk to our wonderful assistant, Noel, at 1-530-926-2650 to sign in during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. We'll return in a couple minutes, and we'll continue with Miracles with Angels. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to face changes in your life? For many, that answer might be no, not yet, or never. Whether positive or negative, moving forward or stepping back, change is the one important constant in our life. Learn how to deal with change on A New You with host Liz Tupling. The show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol Deshane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. 
It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. Let's continue exploring miracles that we all can have with angels. Well, I love knowing angels exist and feeling them around when the going gets tough. Their energy is so light and innocent, and if you are more aware, truly ever-present. Don't you just love the energy of angels? I mean, mm-hmm. it's when you start talking about angels, even while you're listening to this show, you might notice a lightness and a fluttering, and it might not even be a fluttering, but just a real... Um, a sort of a godlike energy around you. But angels are here to serve us, but they are not here, as Michael said, to make our decisions for us because we have something called free will as part of our lesson plan being incarnated on this planet. But as helpers and supporters on our path, I have found them to be absolutely invaluable. Here are some of the things I've experienced angels do for me. They will often warn me that someone I have just met or someone I was in a relationship with was not good for me, wasn't the right person. I should leave this person alone. Oftentimes, they will warn me when I'm about to do something really stupid. (laughs) And when I was a little child, I was very aware of that because children are curious, as Michael was talking about, and They want to try things. Mama and Daddy say, this isn't good for you to do, and you just can't help yourself. You want to learn on your own, and, of course, some things are very dangerous. And I'm sure many of you have had uh, experiences where you were about to do something really stupid, and you stopped doing it. You stopped going for it right at the last second because some little thought dropped right into your head. Maybe you better not do that. Also, when I work with angels, they will happily protect my home whenever I ask them to. And usually um, we have, Michael and I love to work with angels for around our home and around our, our properties and stuff. But mostly when we're away from the home, especially um, when we're not there to completely have our presence there to keep uh, negative energies out, they will call on the angels. And my favorite angel to ask, of course, for that, as you've heard me talk about before, is Archangel Michael. The other thing I like to ask angels to help me with specifically is on our long driving trips. Being as I learned to uh, drive in Detroit, and I have the lead foot of a Detroit driver, they'll often warn me to slow down just before I come upon a police officer Or even if I really should be just slowing down. I like to go the speed limit, but sometimes when you're out there on the open road, it's pretty easy for a nice big V8 engine to start going 80 and 85 miles an hour. 
The other thing I work with angels on um, on the road is if I see a dangerous driver around, I will ask spirit to send an angel to uh, please get that person to uh, follow the laws and, and be safe around people. And oftentimes I will see that actually works. Uh, as in, uh, they got full, pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they're driving really dangerously, what yeah. I do is I I actually say hello to the nearest cop and point <laughs> out this person. But you know, <sighs> you don't want to be driving in the in the open road around me if you're uh, going to be a dangerous a reckless driver. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of reckless driving, <laughs> when I was in India traveling around for three weeks. Uh, several years ago, uh, it's just being in India for me was like, wow, I've been all over the world. I've been all over the place and, and some very exotic places and everything. But when I went to India, I said, oh, I'm in a different universe. <laughs> I didn't just, you know, travel to a different country. I, I'm in a different universe. That's what it felt like. It's just a total different universe. And and uh, the culture is different, the customs different, very, you know, I loved it. But but I, here I am being driven through many different things in traffic, uh, taxis, limos. Uh, uh, my favorite was, of course, the tuk-tuk, <laughs> which is a three-wheeler that's uh, a bicycle. You know, the, the driver is on a bicycle and, and or oh, I mean, the tuk-tuk is a little a motorized tricycle where the the there's a bench seat in the back everything's open there's no no glass windows or doors or anything just hop on and and the driver is in the front at point of the triangle and and driving this little scooter like thing around uh, the around major streets and so i've taken all different forms of transportation but everywhere I went, I'm just going, oh, my God, this is amazing. And and how I described it when I got back to the U.S. to my friends is, oh, yeah, um, you know, I'm very, very familiar with faith healing. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> Been doing that for a long time. And but this was the first time I learned to have faith driving. <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> well, it, it, everybody's going full speed, and, and then there's cows walking across the street, uh, dogs by the dozens, and cats, and uh, people, and little scooters, and big motorcycles, and huge buses, and trucks, and everybody's going every which way, and there's no lanes. It's just like, there are two different directions going this way and going the other way, like most streets. But it's like nobody stays on the same side of the street or in their lane. It's everyone for themselves. And I, I thought, if I were to film this from a drone, it would look like an ant colony. You know where ants are uh, just thousands of ants going uh, around every, and which every which way and they're climbing over each other and everything, but they, they get to where they need to get to. And that's what it felt like is sometimes there's four cars side by side passing at the same time 
<laughs> on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> and if you're driving the other direction, they're coming right at you like a head-on collision course until the last moment, they all, all four cars, I think even up to five or six cars I've seen doing that at the same time, they all blend into the other side and and you just miss them by inches and and everybody goes on, life goes on. <laughs> so after the first couple times, I'm going, wow, this is, this is, you gotta, you gotta go with faith driving. And so I just say, everybody is fine and, and just give it up to the spirit and it's all taken care of. But I did notice there was an awful lot of angels directing traffic, making sure everything goes. And of course, they have accidents too. But the funny thing is in the three weeks I was on the street every day in some kind of transport and in that kind of traffic all the time, not once did I ever see a fender bender even. No accidents of any kind. I heard there's a bunch of accidents, of course, but but I never got to see any a single accident in the whole time I was there. Isn't that amazing? So, so again, angels, they're always working behind the scenes. Well, when I was growing up in Japan, when I was a kid, I wasn't raised Christian or Jewish or in any kind of uh, orthodox religion that speaks of angels on a fairly regular basis. And even though my parents were nominally Buddhist, they didn't you know, I didn't get a formal introduction to any form of Buddhism. It was just the way they lived. So where did I get this idea of angels at an early age? Well, I didn't talk about the spirit beings that I became aware of early on as angels because I didn't learn that word until much, much later in my early teens. And I tagged along with a few of my friends and their families they were Christians, uh, to whatever Christian church they belonged to. And I first heard the word angels in their church. And in especially, I think it was in relationship to Christmas. Plus, about that point, you know, you get exposed to Christmas songs uh, during the holidays. And, and there were quite a few songs that said something about angels. And, of course, when I first heard about Hark the Herald Angel Sings, I thought Harold was the... <laughs> <laughs> you have to know Michael to know how funny that is. <laughs> I thought Harold was the name of the angel. Anyway. <laughs> but the main national religion in Japan was Shinto. And in reference to Shinto, I heard talk of kami, or spirits, or holy powers. And saw that a lot of people in Japan prayed to the kami, or kami-san, and I experienced spirit around me, and sometimes I would talk to them and feel their presence, and occasionally I would see them briefly as light beings. I remember my encounter in a dream state when I was about 9 or 10 years old with what I would now call a full-on angel. And this angel was a woman clothed in a beautiful, light, golden, gossamer-type flowing garment. It reminds me now, when I think about it, I've seen 
like Christmas angel decors, you know, the decorations at Christmas time with with angels and with uh, actual cloth, uh, something, you know, garment on. I've seen angels represented that way with this type of a garment. And it was a, uh, she was not only beautiful, but very powerful, big and flying, right? So she helped me out of some kind of nightmarish situation I had gotten myself in, in my dream state. And when I woke, I felt very happy. And I immediately wanted to see her again. I, I couldn't wait to go to sleep to see if I can see her. But I don't recall ever seeing that particular angel again. So it must have been she was on night duty or on call. <laughs> she was probably rolling her eyes going, oh, no, that kid again. <laughs> I do think that angels have rescued me out of a bundle of trouble I've gotten into throughout my life without me ever recognizing it at the time. Now, I'd say all of those experiences would be quite miraculous. Then there are countless situations in which angels play important but less obvious roles in. And my experience is that they're almost always in the background, helping to keep things moving in the right direction for each of us. And the more we become aware of their presence and their work, the better our lives become and we are able to move through the challenges in our lives with more grace. It's not like just because angels are there, uh, you should expect everything to be hunky-dory, you know, and, and, and piece of cake. No, we are here to learn. So, of course, sometimes learning is like a party. It's just so much fun and games. And other times learning is, hey, it's serious <laughs> business and difficult and very, very challenging. And sometimes, you know, it, it's, it's upsetting and, and even painful. But it's part of the challenge. You know, it's, it's no different than going to school. Uh, as you advance in school, it gets more and more difficult. And sometimes, you know, I, I've been to college and, and there were kids, the students, who were crying because the assignment was so difficult they couldn't finish it or, or the test was so difficult they failed. Uh, and they were very, very emotional and, and very hurt and all kinds of things. It's, that's, that's just academic stuff. But in the school of life, it could be like that. We, we have incredible losses, experiences, loss and death and injuries and illness. And, you know, relationships that don't go well, all kinds of things. So we still have to go through all of that. But even so, angels are always, always there. And if you become aware of them and you, you call on them, they're there to help. They're there to help guide you. Again, they're not there to do it for you, but they're there to help support you. Sometimes the only thing they're able to do in the situation, because you have to still go through the experience, is to support you. And many, many, many times, that's all I needed. It's like, you know, you're not a separate island unto yourself. You're not alone in the whole thing. You have this tremendous support team. 
And there's been so many times just knowing that and experiencing that, feeling that, or seeing it, or hearing it, it allowed me to get through what I needed to get through, even though it was very, very difficult. And so then um, when we come back, uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, angels having a lot to do with things not happening that most people miss. All right. Yes. Well, we're at our second break now, and with everything going on in the world today, we wanted to offer you even more inspiration and guidance for these times. So we've created a special stay-at-home four-part teleclass event for the weekend of Saturday, May 2nd and Sunday, May 3rd in lieu of our ordinary, ordinarily in-person seminar weekend in Los Angeles. Since we're not living in ordinary times, we want to make it extraordinary for most people, for more people. Our theme for this weekend is joyously celebrating life amidst amidst personal and global challenges. For the greatest benefit, we invite you to join us for all four teleclasses. Each one will support the others. But if you can't join us for all four of them, you are free to pick and choose to join us for any or any combination of them. Each teleclass will be complete on its own as well. Our lineup for the weekend will be Saturday, May 2nd, 10 a.m. to noon. Look at the solution. Stop staring at the problem. Psychic tools to access your inner spirit and creative power. Saturday, May 2nd, 1 to 3 p.m. Code JOY. Global Life Support. Your psychic crash cart for happiness in challenging times. Sunday, May 3rd at 10 a.m., What to do when you don't know what to do? Psychic tools to help you be yourself in the afternoon class is karmic relief. Spiritual practices to free yourself from guilt and blame. For details and to sign up, go online to michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday, and talk to Noel and get yourself signed up for it. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of Miracles with Angels. See you in a couple of minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls. 
Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. Miracles with Angels. That's our topic for today. Let's continue. Well, There was a time a number of years ago where I just became absolutely fascinated with angel stories. And there are so many out there. People have had incredible angel stories. And I would like to share one that I remember from one of those videos I bought. And, yes, it was videos were uh, what are. What's a video? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can look it up. Look it up on Google. What's a video? You mean that VHS. VHS, (laughs) yes. Anyway, um, one was a story about a a college student who was on her way to visit a friend in her dorm. And she was heading in the way of the building, and she heard her angel. She said she knew it was her angel somehow, and it was a masculine voice. And the voice said to her, I wouldn't go in that building just now. And she really wanted to visit her friend. Her friend was waiting for her. And she heard this a couple of times. So she said, okay. And she took off. And later on, she found out that a woman got assaulted right about the time she would have walked in. And um, she might have been, had to be involved in being the assaultee, so to speak. So, you know, that's an interesting thing. Why did the woman uh, who was assaulted not get an angel teller to not get in there sometimes our uh what our karmic line or our our lesson plan for a lifetime is to have that experience but she wasn't supposed to yeah and that's that's exactly what angels do from my experiences you know a lot of times people wonder why is it one person's life gets saved and the other person's doesn't and even one person's life gets miraculously saved Whereas another person, just the same, practically the same accident, the same incident, same situation happens, and boom, you know, they don't get saved. And it doesn't seem fair on a human level, but in spirit, and if you see the whole picture of what was that soul's uh, plan for this lifetime, and do we plan out things that are cruel and abusive and violent and, and, you know, hurtful and terrible stuff. Not necessarily. We don't plan it out to make it terrible. We plan out our lives so that we can learn the lessons. Sometimes it's a lesson as simple as compassion, having more compassion. And we put ourselves in experiences where, you know, when we're immature and 
and unexperienced and, and unconscious. We laugh and, and make jokes and be sarcastic uh, at people who are going through difficult challenges because we, we don't have a clue what they're going through and we're just thinking it's so stupid and why are they such an idiot to go through such a thing until, guess what happens? When we go through it, oh, wow. This is how it felt. <laughs> this is what those people were going through. And, and this is why so often those who are healers, those who are meant to be healers in some way, shape, or form in a lifetime go through some of these difficult challenges sometimes earlier on in their lives so that they develop that sense of compassion. They develop that perspective of, oh, yeah, even if I'm not having any trouble with any of these kinds of things, there are many people in the world who have to learn through these difficulties. And this is what it feels like. This is what you go through to, to go through a difficult experience or a painful experience. And so this is why often those who are sometimes very bright, very capable, very sensitive and good people go through some difficult challenges earlier on in their lives so they can develop, they can learn what that's like. So when they come out of it, they realize, oh yeah, this is the way I can help people. And and I can relate to people in this in this manner. So that's one of the things that happens a lot. But earlier I was talking about angels. I would say, yes, there are lots of dramatic, miraculous, obviously miraculous angel encounters and experiences that many people, thousands of people around the world have had, have always had. But, of course, when we're talking about 7 billion people, thousands of people is just a tiny fraction. So then the majority of people may not even know that angels are for real or they exist, that, that they are behind the scenes on almost every scene, angels are there. But they work behind the scenes. Nobody notices. And most of the time, again, angels, once in a while, can prevent or help prevent certain things from happening because it wasn't supposed, supposed to happen, so to speak. And, and it's not your time to go or something like that or your time to get injured or whatever. So there's been experiences people have had, many people have had, where angels intervene and and their major accident or fatal accident or something happened but didn't happen. It gets reversed out. It's canceled. And everyone, of course, who experiences that is completely bewildered because what just happened? You know, it's it's that's a it's a whole growth period in itself of dealing with having experienced something that's so mind-boggling but so often the angels are and many angels are working behind the scenes to mitigate something that could have been way far way worse and one example is when uh, 9-11 was happening and I immediately saw in fact I was aware 
I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was aware something's going to happen, something big is going to happen that's not going to be nice. It's not going to be great. And because the angels were already gathering and preparing and getting ready for some very big, uh, devastating experience. And so when we got the call and turn on the TV and early in the morning, boom, and we're watching it on the TV, I saw just thousands of angels and other kinds of spiritual beings in spirit in New York and other places just there completely maintaining. Some of the angels were were like uh, traffic cops, you know, and, and directing traffic, making sure things were going in the right direction. Others were healing angels, tending to the wounded and tending to the, you know, traumatized and and everything and mitigating. They they couldn't, they weren't to solve the problem of humanity and, and, and keep it from happening, but they were doing an enormous job mitigating to get it to the least possible damage, the least possible trauma, the least possible, you know, uh, uh, negativity, and to have the greatest healing, to have the greatest learning, to turn this very, very uh, destructive, negative, painful, traumatic experience for uh, a huge population to turn it into a learning experience, to turn it into a greater healing, overall healing experience for way bigger part of the population that weren't directly involved. And so that's what I've seen from the time I was little. I've seen angels do that, is they, so much of their work is, again, unseen by most people. And most people don't even notice and definitely wouldn't consider what happened or what didn't happen as as a miracle. But I've always learned to see this and experience this and appreciate the miracle of how much we're supported and how much our life, even when, when things are really tough and we complain and stuff, how grateful I am because I know, oh, it could have been way worse without the intervention of angels and spirit in, in general. And I'm always very, very aware how much worse this would have been without all that support. And this is an important time. Right now, we're, as a, as a whole world, world community, we're going through this difficult challenge of, uh, it's focused on pandemic of this viral uh, infection spreading all over the place and killing a lot of people. Yes, that in itself is pretty traumatic and, and difficult, but it's much, much, much bigger, isn't it? It's much bigger. It's affecting every strata of society. It's affecting the wealthy and the poor. It's affecting, you know, people of every color, people of every nationality. It's, and the longer this goes on, the more it affects everything, the economy, everything. And so, but 
currently there's just hundreds of thousands of angels, maybe millions of angels. If you look around the planet, they're there in force, in huge numbers, maintaining the flow of things. And because people tend to concentrate on the worst you know, thing that's happening and the most painful and the most immediate uh, th- life-threatening stuff, but if you step back and look at the whole of everything, even if it looks pretty bad, the angels are keeping it at the minimal level of the injuries and deaths and negativity and suffering with everything they've got. It's, it's an amazing miracle that we're living in right now on a large scale. This isn't just personal. I'm sure there's lots of personal miracles happening, but this is on a large scale. This miracle is happening around the planet. And one of the things that's meant for humanity to learn is to recognize it and to be able to appreciate and be grateful of, oh yeah, this is a reminder. It's a call to validate spirit, to to be grateful and, and appreciate. Oh yeah, this is spirit. I am spirit. We all are spirit. Each and every one of us is spirit. And as spirit, there's just one spirit. It's not many, many, it's not seven billion spirits. No. This is part of the wake-up call. This is part of what the angels are offering the world is remember this. And every time, right now, you could just even put your attention on, quiet yourself down a little bit, put your attention on and say hello to the angels. Doesn't matter which one, all of them. And notice the response you'll get. If you tune toward the angel vibration of spirit, you'll instantly start to experience that sense the energy of spirit. Another thing would be to listen, watch, know, and follow through <clears throat> with what you get when you communicate with angels. <clears throat> one of my favorite things, since I'm the one that goes out grocery shopping during this pandemic, is I will call on my angels to, to help guide me to pick the right fruits and vegetables that haven't been contaminated. <laughs> and it, it has worked so far. Yeah. Well, it's that time again. We're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate each and every one of you tuning in, especially during these times. More than ever, we need to be in communication with one another and remind each other to turn to our inner spirit for guidance on our next steps. We encourage you to join us again next Wednesday for our episode on another timely topic for these times, Shared Miracles. We certainly need miracles that many more of us can share in, like praying for the same cause or something like that. But I'm sure there's going to be much more to it. Remember to check our website for details and call our office to sign up for our upcoming teleclass on Saturday, April 25th, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Your clear audience. Knock, knock. Who's there? And our special four-part teleclass Weekend on May 2nd and 3rd, joyously celebrating life amidst personal and global challenges. 
Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.